Hi everyone, I'm Olivia, the founder and host of the Craft Academy podcast. Craft Academy is a nonprofit online tutoring platform specifically for sewing and crafting. We host private live virtual classes to children and adults. On today's episode, I am actually being interviewed by Ryan LaFleur. She is a fashion business student at Stevens College in Missouri. This time, I will talk about my inspirations into sewing and how I got started running this nonprofit. As I say on every episode, I started craftacademy.org, which obviously is a nonprofit that teaches sewing virtually. We also do a little in-person um, stuff in St. Louis. And so I hope you enjoy. By the way, this episode, um, or should I say episodes, will have a part one and a part two. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy. Well, hi, Ryan. (laughs) Thank you so much for interviewing me and taking some time out of your day. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, Before we interview me, (laughs) will you introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Ryan. Um, I am a, well, 21 years old. I'm a senior fashion communications major at Stevens College. And this summer, I am interning with St. Louis Magazine, specifically the design portion. So I'm working with Veronica Theodoro, the um, editor, to just, like, produce newsletters and to help, like, with the production of the September issue. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, well, thank you again. <laughs> of course. So are you ready to get started then? I am. I am. Okay. So I know for um, the past few episodes, you've been interviewing people on their journeys. And I was trying to talk about your journey. I know. <laughs> so first, like, do you want to tell us how you got started? Like, I know you're a sewer. How did you get started with sewing? Mm. Um, so I started sewing when I was 12 years old. And I was in middle school. And basically... I wanted really, really cute clothes all the time. It was very simple, um, but my mom is very frugal, as I like (laughs) to say. So uh, she didn't want to buy me as many clothes. And she was like kind of jokingly one day, she just kind of said, well, you can go make your own. And I was like, okay, like I'll go do that then. And then um, my grandma bought me a sewing machine and yeah, everything kind of just got started after that. Yeah, what was your very first sewing machine? Oh my gosh, I broke it like <laughs> maybe a couple months after I got it because oh, I did not know how to use it. Yeah. What was it? It was some sort of little singer machine, but <laughs> yeah, that little machine. You know, if you don't know how to use a sewing machine, you can break it yeah. pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, I see. I don't sew, so I, don't, I have no idea. I feel like I would immediately break a sewing machine. But what's funny, years later, I got on that same sewing machine, and it really was never even broken. It just had, like, one piece that I needed to, like, screw a certain way oh, okay. or whatever. So I was like, okay. I thought this was broken and it got a like... whole new machine and did all this stuff, and it wasn't even broken. Do you still have it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, nice. I still have it. Oh, my Actually, no. I gave it to to a couple students in here who I was teaching in the city sewing room okay. because they didn't have a machine. So I was like, well, you can have this one. That's yes, so cute. No, I just, you passed I don't down your one. very first machine. And I thought that was very poetic too. So I was like, yeah, you guys can have this. Go, go forth on your sewing journey. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So then how long did it take you to start like making your own clothes and like learning how to do that? Um, so before I had the sewing machine, I just sat down um, and my mom took me to the fabric store, got some, I think it was like a orange knit 
material and mm -hmm. I took one of my uh, shirts out of my closet and just cut it in the way I thought it needed to look and I just sat there and hand sewed, sewed it and yeah that was my first project <laughs> so my first project was a garment okay um was a shirt and it could be worn but it was not going to be worn <laughs> by me outside but yeah I I love garment sewing. Making clothes is the whole reason why I got into sewing. Okay. Um, I just think, especially like when you look at fit and when you just look at the diverse range of clothes that you can make mm -hmm. for people, I think I just always found that really intriguing um, and just playing with different styles and different fabrics and textures. Like even as a child, I just found that to be so interesting, you know. And how did you keep up with that? Or did at any point did you lose touch with like sewing and creating? Because mm. um, like for me and like other friends I've talked to in high school, I know like my creativity was kind of like it was at its peak, but it also started to dip towards the end of high school. Yeah. So did you like have any experience with that at all? Or? Yeah, I like to think of my relationship with sewing as like a long term relationship now, <laughs> you know, at this point. Yeah. So there are times when I'll sew a whole lot and then there are times when I won't. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'll have those kind of fluctuations. And actually right now, um, unfortunately, I'm definitely in a low point with sewing. Like I have not been sewing um, actual garments for myself in so long because I'm learning crocheting mm -hmm. and like all these other things and um, sewing does take time like yeah. you really have to take <laughs> a chunk of time out of your schedule if you want to finish a project so yeah you know I just have the ebbs and flows yeah. like anybody else with anything but Right now, I have, like, so much more hunger to sew. Yeah. Like, I need to get back on my sewing machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is very calming um, yeah. for me. So, I mean, I can imagine juggling, like, being a teacher and everything else, like, running your nonprofit, that you probably don't have a whole lot of time exactly. to just dedicate to sewing. Yes. Um, which brings me to my next point, which mm -hmm. is you studied fashion design, right? Yes. What was that like? Um, that was actually really interesting. So... Fashion design and sewing themselves are two completely different things, right. you know. The actual fashion design part is more of like the illustrations and working with companies and things to see kind of what will sell and then that's kind of what you make. That's what I gathered a lot from fashion school and just from, um, you know, hearing about how fashion designers talk about it. And that was something I was always kind of like, okay interesting but with the sewing part I feel like it's a different type of creativity because you can have a certain pattern or a certain design you want to make and then when you get started making it or you go to choose your fabric like your creativity I feel like can burst a lot more when you sew and when you know the techniques um, whereas for fashion design if you really want to make money <laughs> in fashion design you really actually have to make you know clothes that people want to wear whereas with sewing you can be a lot more creative rather you have um, a style that you push and you'll wear like these crazy avant-garde things like that can be fun because you get to make those things but um, yeah there's just that huge difference there like sewing I feel like is an art it really is um whereas fashion design is interesting because most people look at that as the art and i guess it depends on the type of company you work for the type of designer you mm -hmm. are um but yeah like if you're just working for like a ready-to-wear company or something you know you're making glamorous power suits but yeah. it is a suit nonetheless right you know and you feel like with sewing there's a lot more like um 
creative like freedom and liberty like allowed in there whereas like you said with designing you kind of have a set like this is what who you're designing for what you're designing for yes make this exact thing and i feel like that too because sewing is also more of a hobby Mm -hmm. you know like yeah you can be like a custom sewist or something um and do that for people and then you will be kind of still limited but i I think i'm looking at it more as like the fashion designer job and then the sewing yeah as more of a hobby yeah so yeah and you'd say you prefer the sewing more oh for sure yeah (laughs) for sure for sure like i love being a fashion designer don't get me wrong but like there's just so much more just expression yeah you know just creating for yourself just to create yeah so how did sewing lead you to Olivia Ray Davis Academy um so the design academy basically when I started sewing I learned through a variety of different people but then also um, I had to teach myself most of the things and, you know, going on YouTube and just making a whole lot of mistakes, like the whole trial and error thing that happens when you teach yourself anything. But um, basically, I think because I had to teach myself, it made me, once I got a little bit older and started working here at the city sewing room, and I could see how few sewing teachers there actually are, but then also how few like good quality sewing teachers, like people who will really be patient with you and you know help you through the skills and teachers who know the skills like the back of their hand, you know, because I've been sewing for so long and I'm still so young, I think that confuses a lot of people, but you know, I started at a very early age. Um, and so I think just, that whole process me not having a a secure teacher you know who I could go to over time it kind of made me want to be that for the students um when I started teaching here and just seeing the environment here it just kind of led me to like okay you can be that patient teacher and that's one thing um I would definitely say I'm a very, very good sewing teacher, probably because I've made a lot of the mistakes. Well, all of the mistakes that any (laughs) anybody can make. I've made the mistakes. So um, I feel like I have a lot of patience for it. And it just started because that's how I had to learn. And so I just think it's better to give somebody that gift of teaching them and being patient with them. Yeah. So since you started your nonprofit, where has it gone since then? What have you done with it? Mm-hmm. What's the journey been like for that specifically? Oh, wow. So that's been a lot. So we started it. Well, I started it when I started my design company, but I just didn't do anything with it for about a year or two. And then when I started sewing here, um, I think Ann uh, Steinerman, the woman who started the city sewing room, she asked me to teach a few of her classes. And then I kind of realized, okay, I like this. And, you know, so we started teaching kids classes and um, an adult's class and just teaching various skills. So that's how it started off, literally just teaching in person here, kind of in, co- in collaboration with the city sewing room. And then over time, I just started to do more outreach. So I'll go out to schools or even, um, what type of events have we done? Like uh, events at the library, Um, just really any type of random place where people are already gathering. I like to go and just bring the sewing or bring um, the lessons there so that it's kind of 
a convenient but also um very accessible so that's Mm -hmm. my thing is just making sure the lessons are accessible to everyone and I think you know nothing is more accessible than bringing it to people so I like to do um, the outreach and since we got started a few years ago we've been teaching here doing the outreach and then we started the craftacademy.org which is the huge accessibility thing for me you know having live lessons online you know, where people can take them from wherever. And these are all people who are passionate about, you know, sewing and crafting. And I just love that um, because even myself, I've taken a lot of lessons on my own website, which is really funny. But that's where I've learned how to knit and even crochet. Like I'm working on a crochet project and I got stuck on it. And I was like, oh, well, I can just book a class on Craft Academy, you know, because I'm the uh, type of person who needs like, face-to-face kind of how you were saying like I need that face-to-face lesson I need you to look at how my hands are you know holding this hook and um, looking at the fabric and looking at the yarn and stuff and I need to know like immediate feedback what am I doing wrong yeah. as opposed to always watching um, a YouTube video because I was kind of able to teach myself sewing I think our minds are a little more malleable when we're younger so I could learn that with like YouTube videos but as an adult, I tried to learn crocheting with YouTube videos, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, but yeah, when I have the in-person lesson, I also like um, how it gives people more, um, what is it? It doesn't allow people to procrastinate. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a lesson coming up, you know, you have to get to whatever point you need to get on your project for the lesson. And so that kind of gives you some um, accountability to and continuing and that's the whole reason why basically I know I kind of just like took my own trail off your question but yeah like being young and just needing that accessibility that's basically what yeah. led me to start it and do all of these different types of projects so. I also feel like with crocheting uh kind of going back on your point of like trying to learn on YouTube mm. with crocheting I feel like when you're learning if you mess up you don't really know like as a beginner what it is like you specifically messed up on which is why like you said like being in front of a teacher and knowing immediately I think that's my issue with crocheting too yes is I can see where I like where I messed up I don't know you just don't know how did I do that how you did it or how (laughs) to fix it yeah you know yes and that's my whole thing especially like And the teachers that we bring onto the site are all, like, experts. So they can look at something and say, oh, you did this and this, that, and the third, Mm -hmm. you know. And I can do that with sewing. But if you don't really know, you can't look at your own project and say, whoops, I dropped the stitch down here. Let (laughs) me do da-da-da-da. Like, so you need that that expert help. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, so what are you doing right now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right now we have so many exciting things that are just in the works um literally so at the time we're recording this you know we're about to have the first sewing circle at rustic roots which Mm -hmm. i'm really excited to bring because um you know sewing and crocheting and all of these things they're very like holistic skills they're very based in like health and wellness and um, mental and physical health skills and so i feel like 
you know, bringing that to the farm where everything is all about like food justice and like thriving and still healthy living and all of that. It's a weird kind of combination, but it works because they're both very holistic. So I'm excited for that, for the sewing circle. And I hope that we can have more of those. Um, we are waiting for the Glasgow Village. So there's a, a friend of mine, she is rehabbing like a community center in Glasgow. Ooh. And so I'm excited for that because we're gonna come in and teach a lot and offer them classes on Craft Academy. Um, it's definitely, you know, an interesting type of um, kind of rehab because the community there they haven't had a community center and I think she said like 20 years or something mm. but I love like I said you know bringing it to the community so people can learn and take these skills and do whatever you want with it you know you could start a business you could start you know just do it as a hobby you can make extra money like and so I like that we're gonna go there um because Glasgow it, Scotland no Glasgow <laughs> <laughs> That's very on brand, but <laughs> no, Glasgow, it's a neighborhood here in St. Oh, Louis, okay. Glasgow Village. And it's kind oh, of, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of crime and things in the neighborhood. So I just wanted to bring something, um, not only to give the kids something to do, but to give them something to kind of aspire to and learn and something to like pique their interest. So. Mm -hmm. Um, that's uh, coming up and you know we're doing an after-school program this year and I'm trying to get more schools connected um, on craftacademy.org so that their students have uh, the ability to take classes on there as like an extracurricular or even to supplement whatever sewing or creative Art classes class. yeah, yeah that they have in school so that's really uh, where my uh, focus is lying right now figuring mm -hmm. out how to do that we already have a few schools that we're kind of looking at but now it's just all about getting to the other side of that yeah uh, so that they can have access what is that process like trying to get schools to like agree to that um it has been an interesting journey so when I started craft academy last year that was my goal mm -hmm. um but I kind of put that goal on pause because I didn't know how to do it at all mm -hmm. um, but over time you know just with communicating and telling people like this is what I want to do I need to figure out how to do this can you help me yeah just doing that has helped me connect with like teachers at various schools yeah. principals um, activists in the community and everybody is starting to kind of rally around this idea of you know making sure the students have access to these creative yeah. skills so I still don't really know exactly the how but I yeah. know that it definitely can be done yeah and so that's all I need to know really yeah yeah exactly <laughs> once I know it can happen okay we'll make I it happen I feel like it could be one of those things where like I'm trying to think about back to when I was in school yeah, back when you were <laughs> back when I was in school I feel like I had programs that were offered through my school even mm -hmm. in college like there are certain programs that because I go to Stevens College I have like free access to this and even for Stevens I would want it to be something that like even fashion school yeah you know, for that extra help outside of class yeah, yeah. Well, hey let me let my professors oh, know <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> oh my right. gosh that's so cool though I think it's really important and it's like you said like providing more accessibility if this is something that they can do in school especially like craft academy is online mm -hmm. they can do it while they're at school 
you know, they might not have Wi-Fi at home or something like that, so they can't do it there. But they have this building and this place or space Space, and um, allocated time Mm -hmm. to do this and materials. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And with um, the City Sewing Room, they help us a lot with the material distribution. So I feel like we have all of the pieces. We just Mm -hmm. need to, like, put the puzzle together. Right. You know what I mean? That's so So. exciting, though. And the school year's coming up. I know. And the school year's (laughs) coming up fast. Yeah. So we we need to... I need to get it together. But. What does the school year look like for your um, nonprofit and I guess the sewing room? Um, so last year I taught, what did we teach last year? We did a class, one during the week after school and then one on the weekends. So those would be more, you know, 100% geared towards students, kids to just come on in and learn. I know the city sewing room actually has a high school class um, that's dedicated 100% to like four or five high schoolers Mm -hmm. uh, to learn. But yeah, during the school year, it's just all about kind of um, getting with the uh, traditional schedule and just making sure that kids can come in. And yeah, but one thing I noticed last year, we had someone come in here all the way from Columbia, Missouri. Oh! Yeah, which I think that's where Stevens is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so, yeah, she traveled like the two hours to get here and she would do that like every weekend just to take classes. Wow. And that's beautiful, but it's also like taxing. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to travel two hours. And she said, you know, there are just no classes in her area. So the city sewing room is great, but city sewing room can't grow legs and and walk you know to every place that needs it and so that's what partially inspired me to do the nonprofit. so that even if you're kind of in a rural area if you want to kind of dabble in this you you can um right but yeah and we would do like uh summer school like summer programs for kids like a camp uh we would do like a spring break camp we would just have all of these different you know ways that people can can learn and yeah parents can send their kids to so that they can you know learn something new that's really cool yeah I feel like when I think of Columbia too it's surprising that um there are no resources but like it was so stuff. surprising to me when she came in and said that I was like sure that Columbia had something yeah you know? Okay, well, we definitely have to get you connected. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to reach out to my professor because that is crazy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 